The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We are presented by BetMGM. Same crew as yesterday, Brendan Glasheen, Sean Zarillo, Anthony DeBundo. Payoff pitch comes your way Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays during the baseball season. Great to have you joining us. We appreciate anytime you leave a five-star rating. If you've done so already, thank you. Uh, If you haven't, please do. We appreciate it. Uh, Review, subscribe as well, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. So thanks for finding us on your Tuesday, June 6th, full slate, 15-gamer. Everybody is in action uh, we've got a bit to get to with a bigger slate than yesterday. So, uh, without further ado, let's just dive right into it. Sean Zarillo, best bet for Tuesday, June 6th. Going to take the Texas Rangers here in the first five innings. My largest projected edge on today's slate. Currently a lot of movement overnight, actually like where Anthony is going, the lines have just moved too far for me, but looking at the matchup between Dane Dunning and Matthew Liberatore, Kind of projects similar below average stuff for both pitchers. I just think Dunning is a higher floor, better command overall. And the Rangers are getting the better of the offensive splits tonight because both of these teams are better against left-handed pitching than they are against righties. Something interesting, too, in terms of the Cardinals and their defensive value. Last year, they were a top-five defensive team, have generally been one of the better defensive teams in baseball for the past few seasons. But the shift went away. They're sort of regressing athletically. They've fallen to 25th in defensive run save this year. They were fifth last season. Texas is a top three defensive team. So the Rangers have the better offensive splits. They're the better defensive team. I think they're the faster team too. So I made the Rangers closer to minus 170 in the first five innings. I would bet their first live line up to about minus 156. I would set the full game at price target closer to minus 140 though, just because I do give the Cardinals a bullpen advantage. That's the one edge that they might have in this series. Otherwise, I think Texas should be favored. Okay, very good. And the Rangers are still uh, second favorites to come out of the AL West behind the Astros. So I'm curious when that might shift. I know the Astros publicly have been, um, and not just publicly, they've been a very good team in that division, but the Rangers, I think, have uh, proven they are 
quite good. They are plus 180 to come out of that division at mm. Bet MG. Three and a half game lead. And Astros are minus 175. Okay. Uh, by the way, Sean Zarillo's column opening pitch is up. Zarillo's on a ton today. So want to go check that out. ActionNetwork.com. Uh, Zarillo opening pitch breaks down uh, the slate, has his projections, uh, some nice graphs, gives you the, the visual uh, that you might not get in a podcast. So that if that's something you need, uh, that's available to you. Anthony DeBundo will also have Dinger Tuesday picks later on in the show. And uh, DeBundo, you are going to fade. I'm not going to say you're backing the Red Sox. You're more so you're fading Shane Bieber. Let's be let's let's frame this the right way. Or, or am I wrong? Well, it's a little both. Okay. But yeah, I mean, Shane Bieber, uh, you're now hearing that the Guardians are shopping him, which I think is a fascinating rumor that you're going to see because everybody in the world is going to need starting pitching in this offseason. Red Sox. In this, in this uh, trade deadline because it, there's been a lot of injuries. And Bieber is the guy, exact kind of guy that I would expect the Guardians to move off of right now because they have young arms coming through that are better. Bieber will get overpaid for and they will get... Uh, more than he's worth at this point in his career. I mean, we've discussed him ad nauseum on this show. Uh, I think he's in the top five or six, like most discussed pitchers. But I mean, it's been a stunning, stunning change in skills from 41% strikeout rate to 33 to 25, now down to 17% strikeout rate. Uh, and now that the walks have ticked back up toward his career average, he's just an average MLB starter. And that defense has not been as elite behind him. Uh, we saw the Guardians kind of pushed the limits of Babbitt last year on both ends, both pitching and hitting, and they are not getting away with that level of production again. They're hitting offensively is 28th in sl expected slug, 28th in expected Woba. So this, this lineup, you know, that they went out and tried to get at a little bit of pop, you know, Josh Bell, Mike Zanino, it really hasn't come through for them. Jose Ramirez has been less of, you know, the hitter that he was last year. Uh, and I like James Paxton. The stuff continues to impress, especially relatively speaking to Bieber. Now it is interesting. You know, I was looking at the stuff and I was like, maybe Bieber's just gotten worse again, but it's pretty much where he sat last year. Uh, the fastball is just not there anymore. Uh, the cutter does a decent job of controlling batting average on balls in play, but uh, 80 stuff plus on his fastball stuff plus overall right around where he was last year. James Paxton has come back from the injuries and really built himself up and continued to, uh, you know, rack up some strikeouts here. He's had all but one outing against the angels was good. Uh, and I'm really a believer in him. I added him in a couple leagues in fantasy myself. I think that there's like a legit uh, upside here if he can stay healthy, given the stuff numbers. And so as a dog, uh, I like the Red Sox here for sure. Their lineup is way, way better. They have the better starting pitcher. Uh, give me the socks on the road. Anything plus money is fine. The Cardinals okay. are the exact type of team who will go out and trade for Shane Bieber and say, he's fine. He's one, he won a Cy Young. He'll be fine. We'll figure it out. And because they just, I mean, be they an don't upgrade. care about strikeouts. They be pitch the contact. He just fits in perfectly with their team. He, he's better than Steven Matz and uh, Adam Wainwright at this point in their careers. He's a Miles Miklas, right? Like that's, that's basically what he is at this point. Um, yeah. The, the strikeout minus walk rate is down. 20% from his Cy Young season. He was at 30%. Now he's at 10%. It's a dramatic drop, but he's at league average. Roughly 10.3% is the league average strikeout minus walk rate. He's at 10.2%. One thing you do have to watch with Bieber, he's outperformed his underlying metrics by like six tenths of a run in every season. It's just something he does. Uh, I think even this year he's doing it too. 
So no matter how far we move him, he's still like going to be a little bit better than what the underlying indicators suggest. But this is a bad Shane Bieber we're seeing right now. And I don't think he's fully paid for the skills he's showing yet either. He's, he's going to get lit up at some point. I think the Red Sox are capable of doing that. They're they've crushed right-handed pitching this season. So maybe uh, crushed McClanahan yesterday. Like they only had like one, one run on three hits off him, but they were hitting the balls hard all game. They take uh, the plate and, appearances. You know, Yoshida's uh Yoshida's presence and his patience and the way he takes pitches, I think that has a downstream effect on other guys in the offense. It creates like this this vibe. And I've seen it with Mets teams in the past where like when when everybody's taking or when one guy comes in and starts taking pitches, it spreads throughout the offense. So it's yeah, it's it's like a whole vibe that Yoshida creates with the team and his ability to take pitches that are in the shadow zone is so impressive. I just watch his at bats and I'm like, how is, how is he taking that pitch? Like everybody would swing at that pitch. He's his eye is unbelievable. And the, so the thing with Paxton too, right? So you look at the profile and you'd be like, well, you know, four, six, four XERA 4.28 FIP, not that good, but like he's allowing two homers per nine. Uh, so, you know, he gets to face a lineup that doesn't hit homers one and two. Uh, I don't expect him to continue to allow you know, 1.89 homers per nine. The bat projects him for one three the rest of the way. Uh, so, you know, with the strikeouts being where they are, I think it's a it's a profile that, that could be a sub four year, right? And I think it I don't work. think you mentioned the, the specific, you know, the stuff plus numbers improving, but like just look at the pitch velocity. It's very simple. Before all these injuries started, he was throwing 96 miles an hour. The past few years, it was like 94, 95. He's back up to 96 this year. So, yeah, he seems fully healthy. Uh, just hopefully he continues to get better, but. I think they have a definitive starting pitching edge tonight. And the Guardians last year were historically bad against left-handed pitching. Uh, they were decent against righties, historically bad against lefties. They're bad against both types this year, but I think I'd still project them better against righties. Red Sox have lost three in a row, and their get-right spot on this Tuesday is against Shane Bieber. I would not have thought uh, that would be the case. But in uh, Zerilli, you went away in quickly. The total seven and a half for this game. Yeah, I made this closer to 8.1. We do have wind blowing in, but I said, you know, that blow up potential with Bieber's there. The Guardians have actually been, uh, I haven't looked the past couple of days, but I feel like they've been scoring more runs lately, hitting hitting ball a little bit better. Um, Paxton, you know, the underlying metrics still aren't exactly where he was previously. Like he's still around a four ERA type pitcher. But uh, yeah, I, I think, regardless of the, I think the weather knocked this total down from eight to seven and a half, but I like the over seven and a half up to about minus minus one fifteen. Uh made it, like I said, 8.1, 8.2. So enough room there. Consider betting the F5 over two. I'll take a look at that as well, or maybe a Red Sox team total or a first five team total over. Yeah. The other thing is that this Cleveland bullpen just hasn't been as dominant. Uh, mm-hmm. They've regressed quite a bit too. Karinczak's been bad. Kase hasn't been as dominant. Um, Trevor Steffen blew up the other day. Like they've had guys there. I mean, it used to be one of the three best bullpens in the league. It just really hasn't been that this year. Uh, and that has certainly hurt their run prevention machine. Same with Tampa. So, you know, it just, it just shows you even these teams we talk about with these dominant bullpens, they can have years and stretches where they're just not that good. I want to mention just really briefly, since we're talking about the AL central and the guardians seems like we're down on the tigers are getting Tarek Scoble and Matt Manning back soon. They're both rehabbing. Those are their two best pitchers, maybe. So I'm not opposed to maybe no, considering no, the Tigers. Don't, don't tell me the Tigers. No, it's not man. happening. But, uh, you know, if, if I was to pick a team in the rest of the AL Central, not the White Sox, not the Guardians, if I was to pick one team who I think, like, could get maybe back in the race, it would be the Tigers. But, no, I think the Twins are going to run. I would actually still take the Guardians. Mm. 
just because of the pitching. McKenzie looked amazing the other night. Bybee's good. Allen's Yeah, solid. McKenzie, McKenzie is going to be a difference maker for them for sure. I mean, we bet him Cy Young coming into the year. Like, he looks like he would have justified it. He just got hurt. So, Guardians are three and a half out. Tigers four out. Um, yeah, no, the, t- the lineup they put out last night uh, against Nola and the Phils was uh, diabolical. Yes. It was embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, that's just like, like Zach McKinstry's had a decent year, but like, you know, Torkelson, like Nick Maton's hitting fifth, like uh, Andy Ibanez. Um, yeah, they it's score runs somehow. So I don't know bad. how they do it. You are subscribed to an Action Network Pro account, which we highly recommend. You can find edges, including uh, where the people are putting their dollars on games. And one game that jumps out, Mets and Braves. They start their second series of the season. They had a couple of postponements earlier in the year uh, due to inclement weather. Atlanta getting the love tonight with Elder on the mound opposing Carrasco. Atlanta getting 82% of the bets and close to 90% of the money. The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? Zerillo, are we fading the public? Are we coming back on your New York Mets with Carlos Carrasco on the mound? New York on the money line tonight is plus 140. In terms of a side, it's a pass for me. I made the line about minus 145, so it's right in between where the prices are essentially. If the Mets got up to closer to plus 155, plus 160, I would consider jumping in, but I do like the over in this game. I made the total 10 and a half. Uh, I'd also consider the first five over five and a half, but the full game over 10 up to about minus 105, which is roughly the best available number out there right now. That is where I'd play it to. I wouldn't go much further. I bet over nine and a half yesterday and it moved up. But yeah, uh, Bryce Elder has just been an absolute luck box this season. Four ERA, four expected ERA, sub two actual ERA. Um, it's it's just sequencing luck. You know, it's a lot of innings where he allows two base hits and then gets a double play and then starts off the next inning with a hit and a walk and then gets out of that inning. It's at some point, these sequences of hits and walks are going to come within the same inning. They're not going to come in back-to-back innings, and then he's going to keep stranding the guys on base. So, yeah, just uh, yeah, I believe his strand rate is north of 90%, or it's in the high 80s. It's very high. So 88% of all base runners. League average is around 72.5%. So that is substantial. Um, also, 77 stuff plus for Elder. Decent command, but it's not like he's doing anything particularly special. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think the offenses can go off tonight in this series don't really love the Mets bullpen either. It has a lot of below average arms, uh, a lot of triple a arms in that Mets bullpen. So if they fall behind by a few runs, they don't really try to play, keep the game closer, play catch up. They just throw it away with their bad relievers, like Jimmy Yacobonis and Steven Agosik and these guys who shouldn't be in the MLB level. So yeah, uh, over nine and a half minus minus one twenty or 10 to minus one Oh five. Mets bottom half of baseball in bullpen ERA, just over four. Uh, DeBundo, thoughts on this series getting underway tonight in the NL East? Mets, Braves, Mets are five and a half out in the NL East. They've lost three straight with Carrasco on the mound against Elder. Yeah, I think the one thing maybe you could say about Bryce Elder is that he does keep the ball in the yard, and he's done a really good job of that. Now, the question is, will he continue to do that? Because if you look at his numbers from the minor leagues – uh, it's a pretty neutral uh, park factor in Gwinnett. So it's not like, you know, we're not talking about the PCL here where uh, everybody hits homers all day. Uh, you know, he gave up 1.2 homers per nine in A last year, 105 innings. Right now, he's got 65 major league innings this season, 
homers per nine, but also last year, uh, and he started nine games last year and 0.67 home runs per nine, keeping those home run to fly ball rates way down as well. So uh, if, if Elder can suppress home runs like that, I, I believe in him as an above average MLB starter because he does get a good number of ground balls. His strikeout to walk rates are about average, slightly worse than average. So, you know, the projection systems keep going lower on Bryce Elder as they're seeing the same thing we're all seeing. Obviously, he's not a, you know, one nine two ERA pitcher, but, you know, the market knows that too. Uh, but, you know, you look at his numbers, the bat has him at four five. That's like the best or the worst projection out there. The rest of the systems are down near four. Uh, I'm starting to believe in that. So it's not like he's had a ton of Babbitt luck either. Like 291 Babbitt this year, it's not terribly lucky. So, you know, I'm starting to buy this elder stuff a little bit, which means he'll probably get blown up. Uh, it would be Atlanta or nothing for me tonight, but I have not bet anything. Okay, very good. Mets and Braves tonight. One of the good matchups uh, this week. And we'll see if the Mets can get back in the race. I know last year it was like the end of the year where they mm-hmm. yeah. sort of squeezed back in, but uh, we'll we'll find out. This I believe they needed break. to win one game against the Braves to clinch the division, and they got swept. Or yeah, it was that it was, was ugly. That. that was ugly. But we all had Braves tickets, so it was a great series. Screw the fandom at that point. I, I, that series ah. was really the 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 amalgamation of everything that was wrong with the Mets last year. It was just like our starting pitching's old. And we don't have enough homers. And the Braves yeah, just DeGrom, showed I think up. DeGrom gave up a few solo shots in the start yep. he made. Yeah, so it was, Scherzer. That was it. Yep. Scherzer got hurt. Baseball betting season is here. So get in on the action with the king of sports books. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from insuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Hi there, listeners. We're back to invite you to head into this sports betting summer with new gear built to last. And friends of the podcast, Shady Rays have you covered against the glare of that summer sun with premium polarized shades. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company offering world-class products, durable frames, the clearest possible optics, and Shady Rays also offers the best protection plan in all of eyewear. How good is it? Well, every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. 
So what does that mean? Here's what they told me. It means if you lose or break your pair, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Plus, if you don't love them, it's okay. You don't need to cry about it. You just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. And you can look good and feel good because to date, Shady Rays has donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. That's nice. So exclusively for you, our beloved podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right, DeBundo and Zarillo are together. They have a consensus underdog. They are coming back on the Chicago Cubs. They got blanked by San Diego last night. They wrap up that series. They split 2-2. They're going to Los Angeles tonight to take on the Angels. I'll go to Zarillo first. Your confidence level in the Cubs tonight, why? Why do you have confidence? They are plus 105, just slightly, uh, not quite a pick em, but close to it. Where's my dog? Yeah, Tyler Anderson should just be an easy matcher for them. 3.3% strikeout minus walk rate this year. His expected ERA is at five. He signed a three-year, $39 million contract with the Angels this offseason after a career-best year with the Dodgers, where he had a 310 expected ERA and a 15% strikeout minus walk rate last year. So his strikeout minus walk rate down 12%, was slightly above average last year. Now it's one of the worst in baseball. And his expected ERA has moved up by two full runs. His velocity's down. His stuff plus numbers are relatively the same, but it's really just all location. He's not commanding the ball well, struggling with his command, giving up a lot of walks, and batters aren't chasing pitches outside of the zone. The Cubs are also a good offensive matchup against them. They're top seven offense, both against left-handed pitching and at avoiding strikeouts, or at, or at, or at drawing walks, I should say, against left-handed starters. So... I thought they would have some success against Blake Snell last night. They did for a minute in the first inning, and then he kind of settled in. But I think Anderson should be a much more hittable, much more, much easier matchup for them. And frankly, like the ceiling that Anderson going out there and throwing nine shutout innings, I would be floored if something like that happened. He, he could get away with the Cubs pitcher blowing up or something like that and getting by or allowing a few runs. But I don't think he's going to throw six shutout. Uh, speaking of the Cubs starter, Hayden Masinski. Ceiling significantly higher. This is a guy who came up last year with very impressive pitching plus numbers, above average stuff, above average location, 218 expected ERA. This year, he's taken a step back. Expected ERA is, I believe, in the high fives, but stuff plus, location plus, still around average and showing some pretty encouraging underlying results. So I still believe in Hayden Mazinski going forward. Uh, he's got an incredible slider. He just doesn't have anything else beyond that. When the slider isn't working, nothing's working. So I like the over here, um, the over nine to minus 128, the over nine and a half to minus 108. Again, another potential first five over I'm going to look at or a Cubs first five team total over, but also the Cubs down to plus 114, I think is a great bet. And then I'm also looking to add their first five line as well. There's some plus 110s out there. That's probably the bottom end of where I'd bet it, but yeah, Cubs in both halves. I think they should eat off of Anderson tonight. And uh, I think Wisniewski just has a significantly higher ceiling. They have they have comparable blow-up potential, but Hayden Wisniewski, long-term potential, short-term upside, I think is significantly higher. 
Bundo, anything to add? I know uh, it was not a great start for Anderson last time out, and the Cubs, they just can't seem to uh, give Mr. Hayden uh, some run support these days. Yeah, I mean, Hayden had a couple of blowups. So there was the famous uh, Cubs-Mariners game at Wrigley with the wind blowing straight out. That was a big issue. But, you know, what I like about Hayden uh, and the reason that he dominated last year and part of this year is that, like, his fastball has gotten absolutely ambushed. Uh, he's gotten crushed on that pitch, and it's really bad. Um, but he has a sinker and a cutter that he can use uh, and that grayed out better. Uh, and I think you're going to see him just not throw fastballs anymore, like the Josiah Gray approach in a way where he just goes to the to the other fastball e type pitches uh, and tries to cut the home runs that way because the home runs were the big issue. He gave up over two per nine. Uh, he he got crushed for them. But again, like you look at the track record and there's not a lot of home runs there. Uh, you know, he was given up uh, last year in AAA, 0.44 major leagues last year, 0.82 per nine. So he gives up two per nine out of nowhere in 43 innings. I don't expect that to continue. Uh, and so I actually like him much better as well. I think he beats the bat projection of 4.7 for the rest of the year. Uh, and I do not believe in Anderson, like Sean said, for all the same reasons that he mentioned with the the drop in velocity, the drop in strikeouts, the increase in walks, all of the profile is just going in the wrong direction. Uh, whereas I think Wesneski has a way out of this and it's just throwing fewer fastballs, relying on those cutters, cutting the homers and being uh, the better pitcher here. Also Cubs are bottom eight swing rate and um, chase rate. So they're patient. They'll wait them out. Like Sean said, they walk a lot. They have good discipline. Uh, and I like them tonight. Okay, let's dive into some final bets from each of the guys to Bundo's Stinger Tuesday picks upcoming. Zarillo, you're on a ton today. I pulled up opening pitch, and I'm like, this is a longer one than usual. And I'm like, nope, it's just because he's got a crap ton of bets listed in this uh, article. So I know you're not going to give out all of them here. I mean, unless you really want to. Um, our audio director, Matt Mitchell, might be uh, complaining about the length of the podcast. I'm joking. I think Mitchell likes likes the action, but... You got a lot here. Um, so why don't we, I know you, you hopped on the Red Sox. You mentioned Red Sox guardians over. Mm-hmm. So mix, mix in as much as you can here. And I have a one more for the road. Yeah. The the one that definitely stands out in both houses, is the Toronto blue Jays. Um, again, like the Cardinals, their defensive regression. I'm surprised at how poorly the Astros are playing on defense this season. The Blue Jays were a team that a lot of people thought could have the best defensive outfield in baseball, trading for Dalton Varsho, getting Kevin Kiermeyer in there, and they have been the number one defensive team in baseball this season. But the Astros actually ranked 19th. They've been consistently an above-average defensive team. They've now fallen below average. You give Toronto the better offensive splits, the better defensive value, on top of the fact that I project Kevin Gaussman probably a tier better than Hunter Brown. They're very comparable, and I really like Hunter Brown just Kevin Gaussman's expected ERA, strikeout minus walk rate. It's like a quarter to a third of a run better than Brown. So the Blue Jays have the starting pitching advantage, but also have hidden advantages both offensively and defensively. So I actually like them in both halves, assuming Jose Altuve will not be in the lineup for the Astros tonight. If he is in the lineup, I still like them. I would just shorten up the price targets. But without Altuve, minus 153 first five, minus 134 full game for Toronto. With Altuve in there, minus 135 and minus 121. But you'll see that market drop if he's announced in. Just be patient, wait for the best available price, and then try to jump in before first pitch. In terms of other bets that are on my card for today, just a couple totals. Uh, You know, I actually mentioned most of them. The Cubs and Angels over, the Red Sox and Guardians over. We'll close out with the Phillies under uh, and the Rockies under as well. But the Phillies and Tigers, we tried to bet that under yesterday. Anthony was at the game pointing out, wind direction to people and 
pointing out that Bryce Homer's fly ball in the first inning got knocked down. And then sure enough, the bullpens ended up giving six runs combined, I believe in the seventh inning and blowing that. We're going to try an under 10 there today. And then the Rockies under 12 down to 11 and a half at plus money. Uh, just decent pitching weather for Coors Field, or not decent pitching weather, but not great offensive weather, particularly for Coors Field today. Just a few percentage points below the park average there, uh, which is enough to get me closer to 11 on my total. So the under in a bullpen game for what I project for the Giants, which should keep things fresh, prevent any individual pitcher from getting blown up and keeping the Rockies getting different looks in every inning. And like I said, you can check out opening pitch action network at actionnetwork.com. Zarillo's got his bets listed out for Tuesday, plus projections uh, for games that he's zoned in on. Debundo, you want to add anything there? I know we, we talked about this off air, but the the wind factor uh, impacting the um, impacting the the Philadelphia Phillies. I, I realize though they are uh, hitting the road here for this uh, for this particular game. I'm sorry, no, they're at home. home. They're at home tonight. Pardon yeah. me. Yeah, so. it's it was, it was last night just I was at the game and I was pointing out to a fan because I was, you know, we were talking about the game before the game and I said, I have the under grab the nine because you know, the wind's blowing in tonight. Look at the flags. And, and he was like, you know, does it really make that much of an impact? And sure enough, in the first inning, Bryce Harper, first and second, no outs hits a ball that most nights and most fans thought it was out and it dies maybe like two feet from the wall, with the wind blowing straight in. Uh, and I was like, well, there you go. Ended up going over because, uh, Nola was chasing a no hitter and they left him in too long. But uh, anyway, uh, I like the Jays as well. I bet them with Zerillo yesterday. I thought that was a bad opener. Uh, I still like it up to minus 140. I'm fine with that. We have my uh, game of the year, not because I bet any more money on it than normal. It's just a one unit bet for me. But uh, Louis Varland, right? And Zach Eflin. Um, just what a pitching matchup. Probably the two guys I bet as pitchers more than anybody. The first time we bet Louis was an accident because it was supposed to be Tyler Molly and then he got scratched and now he's out for the year. And Louie has taken his spot and been really, really good. I mean, the stuff is impressive. He's got three pitches over 100 stuff. Plus uh, Eflin, um, you know, the biggest difference for Zach Eflin, I, I think is that last year he was pitching in front of one of the worst defenses in baseball in Philly. And this year in a better park with one of the better defenses, they're just more suited to it. And he's got the, you know, the slider has been much better as well. So all of this, you know, works in the favor of both starters. I like the under, but I need eight. Uh, there's some seven and a halves and some eights out there. I won eight uh, minus 115 in that game. Uh, Detroit was taking money. They're no longer the, the market steam back toward Philly. So I will pass on the, the game there tonight. And then Dinger Tuesday, Ryan McMahon is seven one. Now he is going to see Manaya. Uh, behind Brebia, but again, with an opener and then a bulk guy, like how many at-bats he really getting against a lefty? Uh, so I'm going to take the shot on McMahon at 7-1. to one. Uh, We've discussed him a lot on this show and, and the power out, but Marcelo Zuna, uh, I'm hoping he's in the lineup. I'm going to wait to bet it because I'm a little concerned he might get benched after he didn't hustle on Sunday. But if he's in that lineup, 4-1 to one is uh, a good price for him against Carrasco, who has home run problems galore. So those are my two. You can read the rest of the column later this afternoon. Excellent. A lot of games. So uh, again, if you want the uh, written content, that's a good day for it because there's a lot to uh, break down. So that's it for our Tuesday episode of Payoff Pitch, June 6th. Again, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you have not done so already. We appreciate you. For Sean Zarillo, Anthony DeBundo, Brendan Glasheen, we are back here Friday morning. I think, I know Zarillo's out. Debundo, you yeah, Debundo, you're on again. Is Charlie coming back? I believe so. All right. We'll find out if Charlie's gonna bet the ace. 
no A's talk on this pod. So that's actually a, uh, we get a gold star for that. We get, we, we don't, well, it's, I, I just brought them up, but you get my point. We didn't get into the A's. Charlie will. We, we're bound to get into them. Um, back Friday morning. Thanks for tuning in. Payoff pitch. Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We're presented by BetMGM. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll talk to you on Friday. Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.